Hello, everyone, and welcome to the September 10th edition of WorkComp Academy Weekly News. I'm Renee Foles with Floyd, Scarin, and Kelly. Thanks for joining us today, and let's get started with our litigation report. The Philippines Court of Appeals has denied the plea of a Filipino physician who is facing a $3 million grand theft and healthcare fraud case in the United States to release him from custody. The Court of Appeals said that Dr. Eric Ui Chan's petition for release under a writ of habeas corpus is patently without basis. Chan was charged before the Superior Court of the State of California with conspiracy to commit a crime, grand theft, and health care fraud for presenting false medical claims amounting to more than $3 million from the California Medi-Cal program. Two state courts in California had issued arrest orders against Chan. When the U.S. government learned that Chan returned to the Philippines, it sought the physician's extradition and the Manila Regional Trial Court. Acting on the extradition case, the Manila Regional Trial Court issued an arrest order against Chan, who was apprehended by National Bureau of Investigation agents in February. He was arrested right inside the Armed Forces of the Philippines headquarters at Camp Arguinaldo, where he had managed to wrangle a commission as a lieutenant colonel in the Medical Reserve Corps. NBI officials said Chan fled the U.S. to evade arrest and prosecution in Los Angeles Superior Court cases. Chan allegedly operated Green Cross Medical Clinic in Carson City, California, with neither a license from the state nor a medical service provider number. He would allegedly hire doctors and use their provider number in order to bill Medi-Cal payments uh, for non-existent services. He is also alleged to have directed medical assistance to fabricate medical charts of patients. It is believed that Chan has been on the run since 2000. Chan elevated the issue before the Philippine Court of Appeals, claiming the extradition treaty between the Philippines and the U.S. governments was unconstitutional because it was not ratified by two-thirds vote of their Senate. With the unconstitutionality of the treaty, Chan said the Manila Regional Trial Court has no jurisdiction to order his arrest and detention. In denying his plea for a writ of habeas corpus, the Philippine Court of Appeals said that there is no court decision that declares the extradition treaty unconstitutional. Thus, the same is considered valid and binding. And now our fraud report. A Los Angeles County probation officer was arrested for allegedly filing nine fraudulent workers' compensation claims over the last three years. Inglewood resident Rochelle Williams, a six-year probation department employee who placed youths in foster homes and other facilities, was taken into custody at the agency's Downey headquarters. Williams is accused of 27 felony counts of forging departmental as well as medical documents, including signatures to support her claims. Officials did not describe the injury that Williams said she had suffered. Williams allegedly filed the claims while she continued working so she could be paid both her regular salary and money from the state insurance program. She has been placed on unpaid administrative leave until the investigation is complete. Union officials confirmed that probation officers under criminal investigation are not required to receive their pay. Probation officer union officials also said they had long warned the department that workers' compensation cases were not being adequately investigated. 
The probation department, which has about 6,200 employees, has been under federal oversight for misuse of force and other infractions. An ex-Los Angeles City firefighter who moonlighted as a mixed martial arts fighter pled guilty to filing a false workers' compensation claim alleging he was injured on the job at the time he continued to fight in mixed martial arts contests. Rafael Noodle Davis alleged he suffered a shoulder injury while riding in the back of a fire truck in 2008. But authorities said that after Davis made the claim, he continued to fight with success. During that period, he beat at least eight opponents, punching most of them out and also choking an opponent to gain victory. As a fighter, Davis trained at Rain Training Center in Orange County. He began competing in 2006, taking part in such martial arts competitions as the Cage of Fire, the Strength and Honor Championship, and the Bellator Fighting Championship, and, a record, and had a record of 12 wins and two losses. Davis also competed against other firefighters and law enforcement officials in events staged by a fighting club known as Badge Fights. In 2009 charity fundraiser competition in Palm Springs, Davis won his bout against Los Angeles police officer Philip Miller. Davis agreed to pay $30,000 in restitution. As part of a negotiated settlement, Davis agreed to complete 200 hours of community service before he returns in March for sentencing. At that time, the remaining three counts of filing a false workers' comp insurance claim will be dismissed. And in regulatory news, in the final hours of the legislative session that ended in August, lawmakers passed a bill revamping the California workers' compensation system. SB 863, which passed with only four opposing votes in each house, now goes to Governor Jerry Brown for signature. Brown commended the legislature for an extraordinary workers' compensation reform bill that he says helps injured workers and averts an imminent crisis of skyrocketing rates. If the governor signs the bill as expected, it claims to cut hundreds of millions of dollars in costs out of the system, partly through efforts to reduce fraud and streamline processes. Those savings would pay for a $740 million boost in benefits for permanently disabled workers. An unlikely alliance of labor and large employers drafted the bill and won support from the California Department of Industrial Relations. Among remaining opponents last week were lawyers representing injured workers. Other opponents include the, included the California Chiropractic Association, and the California Society of Industrial Medicine and Surgery, which represents private occupational doctors. Under the bill, some physicians and chiropractors would lose some control over patient care. After signing, SB 863 becomes effective on January 1, 2013. Permanent disability benefits increase over two years and apply to dates of injury after the effective date of the new law. Ratings for sleep disorders, sexual dysfunction, and psychiatric injury as an add-on to a physical injury will be eliminated except in certain circumstances. However, the new law specifically provides that it is not the intent of the legislature to overrule the Almaraz-Guzman decisions. It does not 
It does, however, remove the effects of the Olga V decision and the computation of diminished future earning capacity. SB 863 affects the provision of medical care by strengthening and simplifying the MPN process. The spinal surgery second opinion process will be eliminated. Treatment disputes will be resolved by an independent medical review process, and medical bill disputes will be resolved by an independent bill review process. These issues will no longer be decided by a, a workers' compensation judge. Most of the other provisions of the bill apply, apply retroactively. Another new bill passed the state legislature that doubles the assessments and funding for fraud prosecutions. The California State Legislature has passed Assembly Bill 2138, authored by Assembly Budget Committee Chair Bob Bloomfield and sponsored by Commissioner Jones and the Department of Insurance. The measure would increase the current annual assessment paid by health and disability insurers from $0.10 cents per insured to up to $0.20. Cents. Additional revenues will give local district attorneys more funding to investigate and prosecute health and disability insurance fraud throughout California. In 2009, the California Department of Insurance Advisory Task Force on Insurance Fraud completed a comprehensive report of the anti-fraud insurance programs in California. The report found, among other things, that the health and disability insurance lines had insufficient policy assessments to support a statewide anti-fraud effort. This led to the recommendation to increase funding that is called for in AB 2138. From 2007 to 2010, the California Department of Insurance received more than 6,000 health and disability suspected fraudulent claims statewide with a fraction of those claims referred to local district attorneys. The bill awaits signature by Governor Jerry Brown. And in medical news, personalized medicine is a medical model that proposes the customization of healthcare, with decisions and practices being tailored to the individual patient by use of genetic or other information. And Swiss drug maker Roach has pioneered personalized medicine or tailoring treatment to the genetic profile of patients, and their chief executive, Severin Schwann, said the group would remain market leader in the field. More than 60% of Roach Pharmaceutical Pipeline projects are coupled with the development of companion diagnostics in order to make treatments more effective. Twelve of its 19 late-stage trials involve new drugs. The upcoming era of personalized medicine would raise many issues for those who pay for treatment. Insurance premiums today are based on actuarial statistics that apply to large, predictable populations. By contrast, personalized medicine targets small populations, which are far less stable and predictable from an actuarial standpoint. Payers would need to develop new actuarial assumptions on which to base their reimbursement models. Personalized medicine has the potential to reduce payers' costs in the long run by providing the precise diagnostics required to avoid unnecessary or ineffective treatments, prevent adverse events, develop prevention strategies, and deliver more effective targeted therapeutics. A trend toward pay for performance could accelerate the adoption of personalized medicine if clinical data shows that targeted diagnostics and therapies reduce payers' costs. 
For healthcare providers, personalized medicine offers the potential to improve the quality of care through more precise diagnostics, better therapies, and access to more accurate and up-to-date patient data. Primary care providers may have to build new service lines around prevention and wellness in order to replace revenues lost from traditional medical procedures. Physicians will require a solid background in genomics and proteomics to make the best use of the new data. The Genomics and Personalized Medicine Act was introduced in the U.S. Congress to address scientific barriers, adverse market pressures, and regulatory obstacles. And in financial news, reaction to a decision by the State Compensation Insurance Fund to restructure its broker distribution model has ranged from guardedly optimistic to visceral. The deal is part of a state fund fiscal restructuring to reduce losses that has been ongoing since 2010 and includes massive workforce reductions. Under the new deal with brokers, premium thresholds are being established to qualify for a direct contract with the quasi-private state agency. Those who do not meet a $100,000 minimum must now deal with Access State Fund, giving them a choice between two authorized broker access partners. Those wholesalers are State Fund First, administered by Arthur J. Gallagher and Company, Insurance Brokers of California, Inc., and RIC Insurance General Agency, Incorporated. An estimated 3,500 agents and brokers will be impacted. Historically, State Fund has insured about a quarter of the state's workers' compensation market each year. State Fund reports 130,000 policyholders and more than $1 billion in premium. Some brokers claim that there are a number of agents who will realize less revenue simply because the State Fund is now forcing them to use a third party for access. As a result, brokers say they will alienate some agents against them now. And in other news, Rosa Moran, one of the members of Governor Jerry Brown's Department of Industrial Relations team that helped to hammer out a last-minute deal to reform California's workers' compensation system, has stepped down. The announcement was made by DIR spokesman Dean Fryer by email to responses to rumors that circulated earlier in the day. Fryer simply wrote that effective Wednesday evening, September 5th, Division of Workers' Compensation Administrative Director Rosa Moran resigned her position. Moran was originally appointed on July 18, 2011. A DIR spokeswoman said there would be no other information released from the department right now. As head of the DWC, Moran managed a staff of over 1,000 and a budget of $155 million. Moran had served as a workers' compensation judge since 2005. Previously, she was an attorney in private practice from 1988 to 2005. The starting compensation for Moran was slightly over $132,000 a year. She replaced Carrie Nevins, who at the time was acting administrative director since October 2005, after she died due to complications from kidney failure. And that's all our news and events for this week. So please check our website daily for news updates, past editions of our news, and for much, much more. And remember, you can subscribe to our weekly news podcasts and special reports using your iPhone, 
your iPad or iPod by searching for the WorkComp Academy in the iTunes Store. Again, I'm Renee Foles with Floyd, Scarin and Kelly. Thanks for joining us today, and please drop by again next week for more news.